Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 27 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode 27 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If this is your first time here, welcome. Hey. And if you've been here before, thank you again for continuing to listen. I hope I'm adding value, and I just want to say thank you for continuing to support and connect with me. The Well Done Life podcast is about building community through sharing experiences. Uh, I started this podcast because I really feel like no one is an expert at this thing called life, so this is about learning and growing together. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to say thank you again, as I always do, to the first responders out there with COVID-19. I really want to just, again, continue to extend my love and support to all those people who are out there, their families. I wish that I could say things were getting better. Um, It's actually in my state getting a lot worse here in Florida, and I'm very concerned, but I'm trying to stay prayerful. I'm trying to believe that people will do the right thing and look out for each other, wear your mask, socially distance, be cognizant of the fact that this is going to take a group effort in order for us to get this all accomplished. So I have hope that we'll all do our part. But in the interim, I want to say thank you for everything that you do to make our lives better. For this week's episode, um, I kind of feel like it's a continuation of last week's episode, Heavy as the Head. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please make sure you check it out. I'm also going to put a link to it in the show notes. But essentially, Heavy is the Head was a conversation in regards to women, and in particular, black women, but women in general, and the treatment that we receive. And I feel like the reason that this episode is a continuation of that, because I think there's a lot of heaviness right now in the world, and we have to be having solid and open conversations around mental health due to that heaviness. I mean, I know everyone wants to get back to a sense of normalcy and whatever that looks like. And my normalcy, believe me, I was air quoting. But I mean, we're almost six months into this. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been going through this a year already. And, and I'm over it, just like everybody else. But as I said, I feel like part of this that we're going through is also a time of revelation and accountability, especially with everything that we're seeing with civil unrest and all of the, um, the just the, the murders and the protesting. There's just so much being revealed to the world. And with all of that, of course, we would be going through a global pandemic, which is bananas. But I guess, what can you say? As a great man once said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And this year has been straight nuts. So (laughs) that just kind of leads us to this time at this moment. And this is a time where everything is being thrown at us. I mean, outside of the kitchen sink and I'll be honest, the way 2020 is set up, I never know what could be next. And in the midst of it all, we're all trying to figure out how to live our best lives. And 
I don't know. You know, I think what does that living your best life look like? What does it feel like? Because I don't know, you know, I feel like this time has made me extremely anxious at moments. Um, I do get very overwhelmed sometimes because of the fact that there's just so much uncertainty. And I don't really think that people really think about when we're dealing with uncertainty that everyone does not thrive in that moment. There are many of people who do and they can ride the waves and be positive and just kind of take things as they come. But there are a lot of people who get triggered by uncertainty. And because many of us strive to live a very controlled, organized life. I mean, that's what society has kind of taught us to do. I don't know about you, but I know plenty of people who have lists, a planner, they do vision boards, or they follow some type of time management, aspirational approach to living life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when something happens to you that is like the massive unexpected blows of life, I tend to wonder who's teaching you how to deal with those things. And that's something that as I was writing my notes today for the show, I thought about it. I mean, and I've been having very intentional conversations around it. Who prepares us for these moments of life, especially the ones that appear as unexpected loss? I mean, no one has conversations with you all the time in regards to death in preparation of it. Not unless, unfortunately, circumstances lend to that or the loss of a job or the loss of relationships. There are so many things that can be tied to an unexpected loss. But many of those things have the ability to rock us to our core. And let me tell you, when you hit rock bottom and you're unprepared, it can feel like a very lonely place. Heck, I think when you hit rock bottom and you're prepared, you still can feel like it's a lonely place. Because I think about when I hit rock bottom. My rock bottom time happened when my father died in December of 2010. And I know I've talked about this a few times, but at that point when I was going through it, I was caught up in a whirlwind of stress, grief, and loneliness. I was surrounded by people who I probably could have talked to. I had good friends who I could have spoken with, but my pain had robbed me of my words and my feelings. And I think I've mentioned this before. um, I was numb. I remember one time talking to a friend of mine at the time on the phone. I was coming home from work, hard day at work. And she was asking me how I was doing. And I remember telling her, I'm numb. I can't feel anything anymore. And I don't know how I'm going to come back from that. And I think she tried to empathize, but I don't think she knew how. Because I, and maybe that's just my frame of reference because of what I was going through. I really can't recall how the conversation went outside of me just going home and just trying to pick up the pieces of my evening and do my job you know, by taking care of my family. But I was. I I spent many years at that time going through life, working, taking care of my family as a walking zombie. And I was broken. And I didn't know what, like I said, or anything was going to fix me. 
And I want to say that because I think there are a lot of people right now feeling and living that way. And some of you who are listening might be feeling that way. Or you may know some people and don't even realize it who are feeling that way. Or, like my friend may have in that particular moment in time, she may have thought something wasn't right with me, but she just didn't know how to approach it with me. And being on that receiving end of that at that moment, I remember it did click in my mind that this was not something that I could share with her. And it wasn't just her. I've experienced that with other people as well. Because I had to learn through therapy that it's okay that everyone is not able to receive you in your vulnerable states. And let me say that again, because that might have sounded a little cliche. I learned through therapy that it is okay to be around people or to be aware that you were around people who were not able to receive you in your vulnerable states. Um, Confronting pain is not an easy thing. And a lot of times, and hear me out because I think this might get touchy for some people, many of us are interacting with people on a surface level. And you know what a surface level interaction is. And I could have defined it by Merriam-Webster, but I don't need to because we all know what the foundation of surface relationships are. Those are just typically conversations based on weather, the job, light news and air quotes, etc. I mean, it's just pleasantries. And many of us, whether we probably would want to admit it or not, also have realized that surface relationships are typically the blueprint to typical adult relationships because many of us are too consumed with our own world to build true connections with other people. And that's a hard thing for a lot of us to realize that we are just not emotionally available to be able to connect with people on the level that we should or that we want to. And don't get me wrong, again, like I I may have said, it's okay if you're not able to receive people at certain vulnerable points because of where you are in the relationship. You just have to understand that and you have to be aware. So this isn't about judgment because I've been guilty of it too. I mean, granted, I've been on the other side of it, but I've been guilty of it as well. I mean, I'm a caregiver. Essentially, my mom and my sister are my world. And even though, yes, I'm quarantined at home, I work a very hectic work schedule. And I cook dinner for my family. I take my sister to work. I pick her up from work. I look out for my mom. It's not like I'm just sitting over here chilling. So my world does tend to be pretty hectic. And at times, I find myself having to check in with people, you know, via text here and there, whatever, because I feel like I don't have the time sometimes to always be that ever-present friend in people's lives. And I have to take accountability for that. And I had to forgive myself when I felt like I was lacking 
because a lot of times most of us are just who are busy living our lives. We're just trying to do our best. And really, that's enough. But at the same time, with that understanding that we're trying to do our best, we have to understand that this is so easy to slip into with surface relationships because that's what society has programmed us to do. I mean, let me be real. If we all easily slip into it because society rewards us for having more people that we know. I mean, that's what the purpose of social media is. The more you know, the more your influence is. And we have to sometimes, or let me rephrase that, we sometimes forget that relationships, true relationships, true true connections are not built on quantity. They are built on quality. So it is not the amount of connections you have, but the quality of the connection you have. So like I said, you know, we're, we're rewarded for the amount of people that we know. But that reward at times robs us of an opportunity to really connect with people and to build true connections. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is a time I feel of revelation and accountability, which means that we do have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to change the surface level relationships in our lives? Or are we checking in with the people in our lives to inquire about how they're doing? You know, and really ask how we're doing, not just a pleasant how you're doing. I have a friend who asked me at times, how is your mental health? She cuts right to the chase. And I love that because it holds me accountable to check in with myself, but it also creates that space where she's saying, I'm open to hearing how you're feeling. And even if you may not tell me in this particular moment in time, I want you to know that I'm interested. And I think that we, at times, especially with the people that we love, that we connect with, that we have relationships with, that we see, we should be having those, the ability to have those kind of conversations. And even if we are not as uniquely tied together like that, people that you even would fall, you know, fall into the category, excuse me, of an acquaintance, like colleagues at work, I know I have had those conversations before with some of my colleagues because I can sense when something's not right and you need to talk. So let me be a resource for you. And then the ultimate question that I think we all have to ask ourselves, especially with everything going on right now, are we checking our own judgments and beliefs about mental health? to help create that environment. Because like I said, it's not just about pleasantries. It's not just about checking in. It is about being intentional. And as a part of being intentional, you have to make sure that your judgments and beliefs are in line because you want to make sure that you're manifesting a positive experience. You can't say one thing and think something else. So you have to be able to check yourself because let's be honest, a lot of these conversations that we're having or that we need to have, they shouldn't be the exception. They should be the norm. And we all have a role to play in that. Because again, no one is happy all of the time. I've heard people say that to me and I just laugh because I'm like, no, I am not happy all the time. 
because no one is exempt from fear or loss, stress, tragedy. I mean, like I said, we have so many things that we are required to process. It's bananas. And then on top of that, we all process things very differently. So we have to be open. We have to be open to lean into compassion and empathy and learning what the world looks like through someone else's lens. Because, again, you get siloed in your little world and you forget what something looks like to someone else in the world. Just because it's easy for you to kick through it doesn't mean that somebody else is not going to be shaken by that same experience. And that's one thing as we are striving to be better people, as we are striving to eliminate the ills that plague our society, we have to be look, look at the fact that the ability or the lack of ability on our parts to be able to look at each other through the other person's view is one of the main contributing factors to why our country is so divided. I mean, we struggle with that so much outside of the fact that they won't arrest and prosecute the men who killed Breonna Taylor, Richard Brooks, or Elijah McClain. I mean, that all of those things tie together. I mean, look at those murders. Imagine the pain of knowing that the people who killed your loved ones are still walking the street, living their lives like nothing happened. That's something that can make a person break. But are we thinking about that? And are we imagining what our lives would be like if those people that we, if those were people that we loved and that we lost them in such a brutal way? Again, it's a matter of being able to flip the switch. And it's just sometimes you have to step out of yourself and be open to being someone else for just a moment so that you can figure out how to really bring about change. Um, I know that this is a heavy conversation, and I have to admit, I do feel very blessed that I personally was able to find restoration through therapy, family, and friends. It took me a long time. It really do. I mean, <laughs> family, friends, let me give up. I also have to give it up to God's grace and a deep resolve to never give up. Because there were many times during those years when I contemplated leaving this world. I contemplated it a lot. I, I will say um, healing is like a, was like a roller coaster to me. And so I had a lot of beautiful experiences, a lot of highs, but a lot of dark valleys. And as a part of being on that roller coaster, you have to find the courage and support to not get off, to be willing to see the ride all the way to the end. And that's why I wanted us to have this conversation today because there are a lot of people making the decision to get off and it breaks my heart. I'm hopeful that by lending my voice and some of my experiences to the atmosphere, it can create an intention that will change and heal hearts and minds. Because, like I said, I know I'm not the only one who's felt this way. I've talked to many people who felt this way. 
and who are feeling this way. With everything going on with COVID-19, I have talked to people who are really trying to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. I've talked to people whose, unfortunately, their marriage fell apart and now they're trying to figure out how to cope with being a single parent. Or even I've talked to a few colleagues and friends who are parents trying to figure out what's the right thing to do for their child or their family in the midst of all of this. There is so, 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 so much. And especially during this time, we have to be willing to be open and real to move forward. We have to be willing to check in with ourselves and with other people because even though we are separated by many things, Pain is a universal feeling, and we have to be willing to be open and move forward in in healing, because we can heal what we don't reveal. I really hope that you can be transparent with yourself and with the people around you. A quick text or conversation may save someone's life. Hell, It may save your own life. Because remember, the promise of happiness and rainbows are sometimes just not enough. And so we have to be willing to do the work, to move past it in the best way possible so that we can grow together and truly live the well-done life. I want to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, and subscribe. Also, please keep sharing your feedback with me. I love interacting with you all. My social information will be in the show notes. Until we talk again, please take care of yourselves and each other. Goodbye.